Welcome everyone to another edition of Night Court. Rob Fisher and Brevin Knight with you. We thank you for tuning in each and every week here to the podcast. We enjoy bringing it to you. We're glad you subscribe, reply, do all those things that you do with podcasts and make sure, most importantly, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell grandma to tune in to Night Court each and every week. I'm Rob Fisher. Brevin Knight is alongside BK. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. It's, it's a different atmosphere for us, for us and, and, and how we usually yeah. do our podcast, but uh, I'm excited. To we're looking talking. outside, but we're inside. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a, a outside but inside feel. Yeah, it's, a, it's an outside inside deal. Uh, you can follow Brevin, by the way, on the Twitter at Nightcourt22. You can follow me at The Fish Nation. You can follow the show at Nightcourt22. You can, you can follow me at Brevin Night 22 Didn't I say that? Yeah, you, you, you said at night court 22. I mean, it's my oh, court and everything, but... I'm sorry. All right, you know, we like to start the podcast each week, Brevin, with fish time. <laughs> All right, here's my... Here's fish my, first. Yeah, I got two things to get off my chest this week. Number one, uh, you have kids, this, and, and I'm sure when they were little, I have, I have a six and a nine-year-old, I'm sure when they were little... They were playing sports. They were doing a bunch of things. You were Ubering them all around town before Uber existed, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. My daughter does – she's doing everything. She, she's doing soccer. She's doing ballet. She's doing cross country. And so she's a very busy person. For the first time, I had to go to her cross country meet. Dude, it's Whoa. the worst – it's the worst sport ever to have your child involved in. So was it, is it just around the track, or did they run, like... No, like, dude, through, through you go to Shelby Farms, okay, and there are, like, a hundred schools there, and so you have to park far away, and you have to park on grass, and then you walk up to where they start the meet, right, and they're getting loose and everything, and they get pinned, and they do the whole thing. The meet starts at 5.30. you got to be there at 4.45, okay? A.M.? P.M., oh, thank God. So you're there at 4.45. The meet starts at 5.30, and boom, they're off, and you see them for about 100 yards, and then they're gone. And then 10 minutes later, here they come running back and cross the finish line, and it's over. So you're there basically for an hour. The running lasts 10 minutes, and you see them for maybe 45 seconds. Yeah, and then you got to walk to your car, which is far away, and then, then you got to get in traffic. I told my wife, I said, <coughs> "This one's yours. This sport, this sport is yours, because it's it, that's awful." Well, we only had we only had track. I uh, saw so our girls; they did, they danced, and then they one of our daughters was a cheerleader, um, and so we. That was that was it for for them and and, and those you just drop them off exactly except for when you have to go to those dance the recitals to, to recitals but yeah. also when you go to these um, um, competitions cheer competitions no dance oh, competitions. dance competitions yes yeah. this is when, and so where you have to wait for your kid's number to be called <laughs> for their dance to come up right. and they can dance now and then it can be. Maybe in 45 minutes or an hour. It could be two hours. It's like going to a graduation, dude. Yeah. Well, you're going to be there all day. I don't care what you're doing. For them to dance for two and a half minutes. (laughs) And, I'm going to say, on top of that, 
It's one of the most expensive damn things you can do. And so every day I used to come back and they was trying, we're gonna get a new costume. I said, new costume for the same damn song. Uh-huh. Why we why that this is this is highway robbery. I said this Keegan's is, already practicing for the Christmas thing. Uh, hey, listen. So I understand, I, I feel you in certain now we didn't we on track. We our son just did multiple events, so he was always doing well, something. Well, I even thought about I that. Was, I was like, well, if it was track cool, at least I could sit there and watch right. the track. Here right. I'm standing out on grass, not seeing anything. Yeah, you, and then the only thing you see is she's running. That one is all for you. And it's not even a race, it, because everybody starts at a different time. They got little timers on their shoes. So they're, well, I mean, it's, it's not even like, go, you can win. I mean, hey. she's, just, she's just running. Hey, listen. I want you and you, you and Dipti have given and exposed enough to Keegan. Sometimes you can draw the line, and I, I think know. this cross I, country I right now is draw the line. I'm such a terrible father. Last week I asked her. It was after the cross country. Um, you like running cross country? She's like, Yeah, I love it. I was like, Oh, do you love everything that you're doing right now? Yeah, I love it. Don't want to keep doing it. Oh. Hoping that she'd say, eh, it's okay. And I'd be like, you know what? We could drop this one. <laughs> nope. Got to stick with it. Sticking with it all. Um, all right. My other thing is, and I mentioned this, I hosted the Chris Vernon show on Friday. And I mentioned mm-hmm. it. And I'll mention it again. Um, every question that we ask of Stephen Adams of the Memphis Grizzlies, let's, let's stop talking about how he talks funny. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, he's, he has an accent. Let's just talk to him about basketball. Right. I'm t- I'm t- I mean, it's. Believe me, I'm like everyone else. I love hearing Stephen Adams talk. I think it's very cool, and and, and I think it, it is different. But we, but, but but, just, I mean, it's almost to the point where we're mocking him. And let's stop. Let's just talk basketball with Stephen Adams. Well, is that cool? Is that too much to ask? No, but and I'm I'm glad that I don't listen to all of the other stuff. So I didn't even know that it was. I mean, I do listen. I love listening you, to him talk. But you know, it's like every no, no. question is about how he talks. I, I'm only going to listen to maybe one of those press conferences when he talks. So I'm on, so I haven't even heard people ask him the question, but one time. Right, so that's right. so for me. So I, I I hear you in that. Yes, is you can move beyond it because he's a lot more than just his accent. Right. Right. All right. So I just want to get that off my chest. Congratulations! You had a good football weekend. Great football weekend. Stanford beating Oregon in crazy fashion. Just doing what doing what they do, winning in overtime. And then the New York Football Giants going out there and and, and winning. Doing what they do, winning in overtime. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How I about be, that? I, boy? I bet on Oregon and I bet on uh, Saints. The Saints. Good for yeah, you. Both of them. And every night I sit around and root for the Cardinals. Last time I root for the Cardinals. Watch me get a dodge. <laughs> I bet y'all come in here with a, 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 a Kershaw jersey next time. <laughs> My Cardinals, man, they're playing the Dodgers Wednesday night in a one-game wild card to see who advances to the playoffs. And I couldn't be more excited. I am so fired up about it. Go Cardinals. I already am I'm excited about the hilarity of the outrage that we will have Thursday morning if the Dodgers lose this game. Winning 106 games and they had to play in a wild card. That is not fair. Well, I, I literally was sitting here saying to myself, I was like, the Dodgers, though, are, are good. Like, Oh, they're the, just... they're the second best team in baseball behind the Giants by one game. They missed out by one game. And so how, do they, so how are they in Because they're a wild card, man. They didn't win the divi- division. Wow. We've talked about it before. 
Divisions in basketball don't matter. Divisions in hockey don't matter. No one pays attention to them. I think you'd be hard-pressed, and you were hard-pressed when called upon it, of to even name the teams in their respective divisions. But baseball and football, divisions matter. They just do. And I think winning your division, you should be rewarded. And unfortunately for the Dodgers, they didn't win their division this year, and they're wow. stuck playing in a one-game one game deal. Over 162 games, the Dodgers are so much better than the Cardinals. But in one game? So that always that levels the playing field. Yes. It's just one shot. And I'm taking my chance. So go Cardinals. Knock off the Dodgers. And the hilarity of the outrage will be so fantastic. I can't well, wait. Let's go Mookie Betts. Hey, come on now. No, listen, you, you, on the, you, you bet against both of my teams? I bet that's, against them. I didn't okay. root against them. Right. I just bet against them. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a business right. decision, Brevin. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, this is just a business decision. <laughs> All right, here's something that bothered me last week. I guess I'm continuing on fish first. Um, I'm, I'm watching UNLV football last week. Now, why am I watching UNLV football, you might ask? Because I bet on the game. Why else would I watch UNLV football? And UNLV's playing the game, and they don't have their names on the back of their jersey. A lot of teams are doing that now. That's stupid. For college athletes, does it too. For college athletes, I mean, unless it's like a tradition thing, like Penn State does. um, First of all, when a coach takes the names off the jerseys, that's stupid. I mean, that is so high school bull crap. But then, if you just don't have the names on the jerseys, is the reason because you're? I mean, for UNLV. Why aren't the names on the jerseys? Are you saving money? Really? Despite the fact that you have 10 different jerseys with 10 different helmets and you only play 12 games and Nike is just fronting all this cash. You you can't put the name on the back. Take a damn Sharpie and write the kid's name. I mean, these kids, it's, it's, I played, I, I played college baseball. Well, I had one at bat in college baseball. But you know what I have? I have a jersey, a Billikens jersey, with my name on it. And it's one of my favorite possessions that I have. It's Authentic. my college baseball jersey. And it's got my name. It's mine. To not have the kids' names on the jersey is just stupid. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they do combat the, 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 what's it, the name and likeness dis, the mm-hmm. decision. <laughs> we got There's no, no likeness. There's no likeness. <laughs> Or name. You're just you're, you're just you're you're just running rebel. All of y'all are running rebel. I mean, come on, man. So that's that's stupid. I feel bad for those kids. Put their well, well, the teams. other thing is in in college football, aren't same same numbers used for different people? Yeah. So even you need the name. Like... So dumb. All right. Um, training camp's underway. Yep. For the Memphis Grizzlies, it's amazing. Tuesday night, our first game on television, Bally Sports Southeast. Check it out. Uh, no pre- or post-game show. We're just doing the games. This is my favorite time of year. Straight to the game. I mean, not having to do that pre- and post-game show and just showing up. I am stealing money in the next two weeks. Shouldn't say that publicly, but it's amazing. I'm working hard for mine. <laughs> hard work. Yeah, you Studying. Asked, you asked me today, who are we playing? <laughs> um <laughs> Ah, they played Atlanta, though. First of all, our observations of Grizzlies training camp without saying anything, because we're not allowed to say anything about training camp. But I'll say this. 
I, I think – didn't see any of training camp last year because of the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my second Taylor Jenkins training camp that I've seen, and the first being his first year with the team. I think with his team being young, yet those young players being kind of his veterans, I think I've just kind of noticed he can have more expectations on his guys. He can get more done. And it was just a lot more fluid and direct than maybe I saw in year one. Yeah, it, it didn't have to do as much teaching. Right. That's what that's why that's what allowed it to to move the way that I did. And, and again, it's I think it's an experience that we talked about last year was going to be big for for this team because everybody played into the bubble and then they got a chance to play again, and so they got a chance to really harness what their habits would be. Um, and now coming back, still the core of those guys are still the ones that are here. You add a couple other guys that, that will have an influence, but the one the people that you're going to rely upon day in and day out are still those same people. So you're able to just add to, tweak some things. Uh, and I, I think that'll be an advantage that they're going to have to exploit, especially early in the year. We always, at the end of the year, it never fails. When you start talking about where your team ended up, you start looking back to the beginning of the year and say, man, what if we would have just – remember that game? We would have – what if we – you get the what ifs because a lot of people start really paying attention when it gets around the midway point of the mm-hmm. season and you look at those standings. But these early games that the Grizzlies will play, I think if they're able to have a positive winning advantage in the first 20 games, take the first 10, at least win 6 of 10 – in the first two breakouts of, of, of sets of 10, and I think that puts them in a really good start starting place. And I think because of their familiarity, they'll be able to have an opportunity to do that. I was at the open practice on Sunday and, and being at training camp as well. You know, there are a couple of obvious guys that you look at, that you look forward to, and, and the Grizzly season will depend on. John Morant going into his third year, you know, what's his next leap? Jaron Jackson Jr. obviously is the top one of where is he going to be at and what sort of leap is he going to make. And really, uh, I think a lot of people might even say the Grizzlies will go as far as Jaron Jackson is going to be a player. Right. Um, but two guys that I'm really looking forward to. One, Brandon Clark. Yep. And seeing him build on year one. Year two was just a weird year, man. Just weird. Everything yes. was weird for yes. Brandon Clark. I'm looking for Brandon Clark to build on year one this year, and I think take a giant leap from year one. And then the other guy, I think Desmond Baines can be really, really good because if things work your way and John Morant, who we know who he is, and his ability to create in the paint, if he's not scoring, what he's going to be doing, looking for Jaron, Dylan Brooks is going to get his too. Desmond Baines is going to have a lot of open looks. And I think Desmond Bain's a good basketball player that when he gets these looks and he starts knocking them down, I think he he's – I can't wait. I think he's going to make a giant leap from year one to year two. I mean, if you would have asked me, I would have said the same two names. And, and Desmond is, is big because I think it's his versatility um, and, and being able to, yes, knock down, stand still, jump shots – when he's someone is when he's playing off of if Ja is driving and kicking if Jaron off the dribble because of his uh, abilities is drawing and kicking you have a guy that has the ability to make standstill jump shots.
but he also puts the ball on the floor. And the summer league allowed him to play in the pick and roll more with the basketball, making decisions. So that, there, I, I there, was, there, was, there was a reason why Desmond Bain was playing point guard in summer league. Yes, because so it gives you another option, and it just expands his game, and he's capable of doing it. And so that, that – but Brandon Clark – um, was was another guy that I thought all of the adversity of last season and what they had to try to do to be able to play, uh, I thought affected him, affected him along with uh, just the injuries, too many nagging injuries. I, I just don't feel like he ever felt comfortable. But this year, uh, I, I think we if we get a, a big jump from him and watching Desmond, That'll be good, and I and I still think we got those two. Dylan Brooks, who I think will be very, very crucial because he's built a defensive reputation, um, but he, he he has to be able to understand situational basketball, and if he plays well within that, then this team they have all of the components to be able to beat anybody any night. Yeah, I I'm, I'm excited. This is the most exciting time of the year, though. Oh, yeah. Nobody, Everybody's excited. Nobody's got a loss. Nobody's angry at the moves that your team made. <laughs> you love all the new guys. You think you're taking, everybody's taking that next step. I mean, there, there's, it's, it's the most exciting time of the year because you're, you're, you're undefeated. And, and, and your hopes are high. And I think the hopes should be high. And this is a first year, really, where there are true expectations. And realistic expectations. Yeah. You know, and be, because you you have we talk about the synergy of the of the guys that are that have come back. I think uh, Coach Jenkins and his staff have they've also grown with what they would like to get done, and and also playing in uh, meaningful games is also good for coaching experience. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think all around um, this team they're they're poised to take another step. Training camp for you hated it, but necessary. Right. I mean, you're still you're still young enough that when you played, it was you you came you had to come to camp on, in shape, right? I mean, cuz yeah. back in the old days, you got in shape at camp. That that wasn't the case for you, right? No, you because I came into camp out of shape my one time when I went to the Clippers cuz I did not want to be there. <laughs> right. And it was embarrassing to go into really? camp. Oh heck, yeah, I couldn't finish drills. <laughs> because it was just like like your body, my body was just shutting down, um, and that was the first time that I, I had ever done that. And that's another moment when I knew like I'm getting close to being, this being it, like not wanting to play anymore. And so uh, this the this is you want to come in ready because they don't do as much in training camp now as we did. Like we had, there weren't restrictions on how long and what type practices you had. When we were in, so you would be in the gym, and it would just be until the coach felt satisfied that he had gotten enough out of you and right. what he wanted. So um, that was why you had to go in in some shape, because if not, you couldn't survive. And like I said, I found that out the hard way. And and, and so I, I think that it's it is that these guys have to come in now a lot more ready to play because you're gonna hit the floor and ready to go quicker with less practices and things of that nature. Who was a coach? Who was the hardest training camp coach? Fratello. Really? That was, was early in your career, too, that was right? That was right at the beginning. The hard, By far the hardest. 
it just what made you made y'all run? We ran. We ran forever. We were there a long time. We com- It was. It was always competition. It was. Uh, we. It was. It was never. It wasn't a, a time off. Mm-hmm. But I. But I think it. It helped all of us when we got into uh, tight situations, or it, it. It never really rattled us. We never. We. We never got tired. Like we were going. You knew we were going to trap and full rotate. On every post possession, you throw the ball in the post. We trapping either from the top guy in the middle or out the slot guy, and from there we got to rotate. So we had to be in condition. And even though we were a half court team, we still pushed the basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, and but we ran half court offense because we had Sean Kemp. But <laughs> I, I mean, outside of that, it was that those were that that was the toughest. Who <laughs> who cool. ran the best camp? Oh, random. I mean, at the end of the day, that 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 came out to be to be a good camp. Um, I, I like how Bernie Bickerstaff, how we, we were in camp in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good. I don't remember camps. I only had one training camp here in Memphis, and the next one it was it, that was pretty much. <laughs> I didn't really do much, and then after that, they was like, "Well, it's time for you to move on." Right. Uh, but I thought Charlotte was good because I, I Charlotte was good because it was I was at that in between point of my career where it's where it's like, you know, this is over. Where everybody's like, "You can't play." I was going to camp on just like a, a favor from Bernie, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and just had had to go bust my ass. And so it almost was good because I hadn't had that feeling in a long time. Where like I had to go out and like you better go be you, not fit no role, play role. Like you better go be you, or you're done. Did you have a coach that was a, a bigger, the biggest yeller, discipline guy, angry, get on the rookies? No, no, I, I didn't have, I didn't have, I, I don't, I'm trying to think. Out of my coaches, I go back to it for because he was the longest and it was very influential. Um, but that that was uh, not. I got Hubie. You know, he, he was. That was toward the end. He wasn't. He didn't do a lot of yelling. He was more sarcastic with right. what he did. Jerry Sloan, the end. He didn't yell at all, which was very uncharacteristic um, at that point in time. So I didn't. I didn't have a lot of. I didn't have a lot of yellers. That's uh, good in terms of coaches that got on you in that way, other than Fratello. But I mean, you, it would. You could just yell right back at him. It'd be fine. Like, there's no. <laughs> and there was no hard feelings. They right. kind of moved on. How uh, how excited is it when you get that first game? I mean, everybody hates preseason games, but when you're in camp, I imagine that first preseason game is a welcome game. Yeah, it's it's well, it's this. It all depends on what year you're in, though. Oh yeah, this is yeah. this is you know like so for for younger guys, it's eyes wide open. They're Let's excited. Go Let's go play. For probably you say from your first to your fifth, sixth year. You you big you may still have a little excitement about playing that first game. After that, it's like man, I just, I'll be good to play the last couple of these games, like play play, and then let's get started with the regular season. As a broadcaster, how excited are you of preseason games? I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> you this, liar! This, this, is, this is the best time of the year. I love basketball. <laughs> Man, my whole thing about preseason games is I don't want to waste any of my material. That's it. I'm, I'm gonna get this is gonna be this is literally gonna be generic called yeah. basketball. Just <laughs> G- this is this is be generic called. This I is mean, practice for us. Yeah, this is this is uh, 
get everybody acquainted with what the who what the team looks like, who the people are. Yep. Also, get ourselves acquainted, and then it's maybe interesting to see how many people even play. Yeah. Because it's so training camp just happened, and so and the games happen. So you know, teams aren't going to be. You're not going to play your your main people much. And there's six games, six <clears> training <throat> camp games. I mean, I guess that's down from we used to have eight, but still, just seems like too many because they just. I don't know. They just try. I'm not. I'm not big on any preseason games. Football, baseball's the only sport that I like the preseason because you're in Florida and you can just go hang out in the sunshine and in a small little tiny stadium and watch dudes smash the ball everywhere. It's baseball. It's it's the same as it is in the regular season. <laughs> you sit age. in the stands, drink beer, and sit in the sun. I mean, it's great. But the other sports, it's like doesn't matter. No standings. Why we got to do this? And it's just, it's hard for me to enjoy it. It's always good to see the guys back out on the floor, but you're right. All of a sudden, halftime hits and it's, who are, who are these guys playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but we're excited to bring it to you on Valley Sports Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're excited to be able to, to, to do it uh, uh, in a lot more normal situation yeah, than what we did different. last year. Uh, and then the year before that, and so I, but I, I listen. No, this nobody loves preseason. We understand for for those that are all the way involved in it, it's a necessary. We call it a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gives us a chance to get a couple of run throughs, <clears throat> get get some 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 understandings of of how we want to do things. Which I don't know how much different it it'll be mm-hmm. or it can be at this point. Um, but it just, I guess, gets to know the team a little bit more. You, Pete Pranica, myself, this is our 12th year together. It's pretty Boy. amazing. It's been a I fun say, run. I say, listen, we, I say let's just ride it on out to the end. Do another 12? Minimum. Tw- no, uh, 12, yes. <laughs> I can give you 10 to 12. 10 to 12. 10 to 12. <laughs> Um, Andrew Wiggins got his vaccine. Are you surprised? No, because I think I just feel like, like at, at the end of the day, I think when 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 guys start to even talk more to people that are within the teams or, or why you're getting it done, this you you really it's not it's a team sport, and so because it's a team sport, then I I don't just as long as it's not hurting my family, it's not hurting us, hurting me in any way. Then I want to do. What's in the best interest of the team? And so it would be a total distraction to, number one, not have you play games in certain cities that don't allow non-vaccinated people into the arena. Have to continue to answer the question of when or if you're going to get vaccinated. And then just dealing with all of the protocols with how you have to be treated differently than the the people that are vaccinated. So Yeah, you got to sit in the back of the plane with us. (laughs) Well, and we don't want you back there. No, why? 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 Why would our lives not matter? So it's it 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 just it's putting the sick people back with us. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know how 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 much of a reality check is that? <laughs> All right, if we got guys who are unvaccinated, we're putting them in the back of the plane with you people. <laughs> 
That's how they do the sick. That's how they definitely do the people that get what? sick on the road. They get sick yeah, on the right, road. That's right. As soon as you get sick, they're like, man, we got to put you in the back. Like, man. Uh, ben Simmons still isn't anywhere. Uh, I, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a stalemate, but he has made it perfectly clear that he is fine to to not get paid. Yeah. I, I, and I, like I said, we talked about it before. I, I don't blame, I can't blame him for the feeling. I'm not giving you that much money um, for that feeling. I'm just going to go out and play and, and just tune you out. Um, Isn't it making it harder on on them finding a deal because of this? I mean, no, what, I mean if it, you're Ben Simmons, don't you have to take that into consideration of I continue to do this. They might have to get desperate and give me away, but they're not going to do that. So it's making it harder to trade me. The, 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 I think he believes that his talent is enough that it doesn't matter. Right. That they're going to be a, there's going to be a team out there that notices his abilities on the offensive and defensive end, and you have you can see in individual workouts he possesses the skill to be able to do more. It's just the confidence to do it. Right. That is not. It's not. Can he do it? He can do it. It's just he has not been. He hasn't found the level of comfort and confidence to be able to do it in game situations. And then the playoffs is just on. Everything is magnified. You're on now. You're on a full national stage. Every game, every possession is is scrutinized. And so a lot of things that he did during a regular season that were just fine. And when he lost that confidence. He couldn't do it to the same level. Then this, the, the outcome was what it was. Joel Embiid came out and basically called it disrespectful because he says the Sixers have done everything to appease Ben Simmons, including getting rid of Jimmy Butler. Um, they brought in Al Horford. He said every move's been made for Ben, and he thinks it's disrespectful. I don't know. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, What's Joel Embiid supposed to say? I mean, he's got to back – at this point, he's got to back his team. You know, at one point, maybe he could have backed Ben Simmons a little bit more. But at this point, you just got to back your team, and you're asked about it every single day. So I wouldn't really be upset with what Joel Embiid said. But for Ben Simmons, I think Ben Simmons, you look at it and say, if you were in this same situation, man, what would you do? you got to look out for yourself first. First, you better. These guys have to look out for themselves first. It's the business of basketball. Yes, if anybody, that's the difference, you, man. I mean, that that's what it is. This is the business side. If you don't understand it, you you gonna you gonna it's gonna slap you in the face and hurt you in 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 another way. So, uh, for for Joel and B, you, you can say whatever he wants to say, but again, something that makes this more of a sense of urgency for Philly is because I don't want our guys having to keep answering to this. Right. And they're going to be asked about it until something happens. And so I, I think for as much as there is, as Ben Simmons, are you hurting your value by not being there? There is still a, a sense of urgency for Philly to be like, well, we don't really want to have to deal with this for the entire season. So it, it, I, if there's a, a deal that can work that at least is somewhat comparable, mm -hmm. then I think that they will make that deal. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Uh, basketball season is getting underway in just a couple of weeks, which is uh, it's amazing. We're back. It's here. 
I mean, time in and of itself is going really, Fine. it's going fast as hell. Like, it just seems like, it seems like every day when it's Monday, you can turn around and be like, all right, what are we about to do for this weekend? And it's like the months just are, are going, we're going to literally say, happy Halloween, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, get ready for the new year, what's your resolutions? Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, we just, I couldn't even get, had, get and then, double, and then it, other resolutions. And I think at the end of the year, we'll be like, Boy, 2021 was such a weird... Well, or wait a second. Was that 2020? <laughs> It'll be like, wait a second. Which one was the hard one? Which one was the weird one? Which one was... Did right. the weird stuff happen? I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's all one era already that it's not even two separate years. I mean, it's, I mean, look, the Olympics were 2020 Olympics that we played in right. 2021. Just, right, just lets you know, like we're we're just in a time warp right now. <laughs> it's literally that's what it feels. It feels like everything, like the time is moving because we're still spinning on this axis. Things are, but we're not really going anywhere. But it's eighty-two game schedule, which is cool. It's not cramped. It's it's back. The schedule, yeah, is back to normal, which is great because that was a big part of last year. Really sucking, is that schedule's back to normal. We're back to being on the road, which is going to be great. But even within those, there's still going to be weird, you know, do I have to wear a mask here? Can we record here? Can I interview this guy? So for how excited I am for everything kind of getting close to normal, it's still going to be weird. Oh, it's going to be very weird, but I can tell you this much. I I will be, to make it easy for me, it's just mask all the time. Mm -hmm. And, And just so that there is no... There's no discrepancy. If I feel like I'm I'm comfortable, if it's outside, then all right. But the one thing that I don't want to do is because we are afforded this opportunity to travel is to mess it up in any way. Right. By putting myself in a position where I may be able. No, well, Brevin's not wearing his mask. Right. He's like, here, just you know, you're just like don't you don't even want to you want, but not even being that, but putting yourself in a position where you can get it. That's that or be coming right. in contact because last year, like you did, so you you did a great job at filling in and calling those games, but not calling those games sitting in that hotel. That was not fun. No, like and, and so I'm like, whatever I got to do to try to stay away from that, I'm all I'm all in for. Yeah, no doubt. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Television, um, new seasons are starting. I told you Home Economics, great sitcom for the folks out there. Tune that one in. It's been a great start to the season. Two episodes in already. Um, FBI, the FBI series has started. So uh, I'm not a big fan of FBI Most Wanted. Not a fan of the International, but FBI is a good show. Law and Order, SVU, Law and Order, uh, the criminal, the uh, organized crime. Uh, fantastic. Great that they're both back. Uh, the Chicago series are all yeah, back. Um, you're you're a fire and PD guy I'm now. Fire and PD, and I we're now fire and PD as well. We we just jumped in on the fire. Fire is good. I, I hate that. But I, damn, I, that Severide fellow, golly, <coughs> why you got drama all the time, all dude? Severide is full of drama all the way to the end. Annoys me. But I, that's that's those Chicago's are good. We're back on Queen Sugar's back, so we're back. Queen on, Sugar. Yes. What's that? Yeah, that's on that's on the OWN network. The that's OWN. Yeah. That's Oprah. That's Oprah. Yeah. This that's a a family that, that owns land down in Louisiana and just their life and and this it's got a couple of seasons, so we're watching that. We watch uh, of course Ted Lasso. I'm so happy that 
We're back to regular Ted Lasso episodes and not that little one-off thing they did you know for I mean, Coach we did, Beard. I mean, we followed the one-off Coach Beard thing with a funeral. Yeah, but the, the one-off <laughs> Coach Beard one was just weird. Like, what are we doing? Like, why right. do we even do this? I want, here's, here's, and I hate saying it because, boy, if you say anything bad about Ted Lasso right now, whoo, man, are you just, you're subject to ridicule. Oh, well, I'm telling you, that Coach Beard episode was trash. And everybody thought it was trash. Um, I want more of the the soccer stuff. Yeah, yeah, because we we just we all of a sudden just we're doing a lot of off field stuff. We're getting uh, oh, into private lives yes. and, and yep. sad I, things. I agree. I agree. The soccer preparation, the soccer practices. You know, yes. that's where the comedy comes out, and that's where it's fun and. And, and uh, it makes the show the fun show. Yeah. For, for everything that's said about Ted Lasso, the first season and a half, it was, I mean, my thing, along with many others, was it's a fun show. You feel happy about yourself. Well, the last couple have been kind of, I mean, I don't know, man. Kinda heavy. Yeah, a little heavy. We're talking about Ted's having breakdowns and got the funeral and got got the got the owner of the team and a player sleeping together all of a sudden it's like wow what's going hey, on we got some drama too many gotta tell people some people not, not yeah. ahead enough you can't get yeah well catch up <laughs> come on man what are you doing <laughs> they could be waiting for a binge like myself that's true how i do it that's true so yeah so that's it but it's we, been good it's been yeah that that's so that, that those are our that's what we're watching yeah and this week we're watching baseball playoffs yankees in boston you're gonna watch tuesday night you excited yeah, this this is when I watch baseball. I mean, I've been watching right. it these last the last couple of weeks because of the races that were going on, mm-hmm. and and of course the Cardinals with their winning streak. Uh, but then it was, but now it's like I told you, everything is like all of a sudden everybody can you pitch really good and they hit really good. Like so, just the combination of that, and there's always drama in the inning where somebody's on base. Mm-hmm. Like I understand the no hitters; those are cool. But when nobody gets on base. And you just—it's like this. This. This is. This is. Move along. Yeah, let's just do something else. But now there's always people first base, first and second, one out. Oh, we might get a hit. Against <laughs> the runner. Something and there's like, one game. That's like, it. Yeah, and this and so it's no. I, I, so yeah, I'm 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 all in. I click on baseball now when I hit C on my Xfinity remote to mm-hmm. pull up the the games. I I'll turn it to baseball. All right, cool. Well, enjoy the baseball this week. Go Cardinals. Knock off the Dodgers. Uh, I'm excited about that. Brevin, yeah, go Cardinals. I was just messing thanks. with Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Brevin, always a pleasure, man. Oh, it was good, man. We, we got to do this more often. Yeah. And oh, guess what? We'll, we'll be on a road. We have nothing else to do. That's right. right. We get to do it from the road. <laughs> like, That's going to be fun. Like, what are you doing? We got, we got another podcast? You know what? Our first road trip in when we're in L.A., I'll bring you over to the movie theater. We'll buy some popcorn. Just sit in the lobby. How's that sound? You, the, I'll be sitting outside <laughs> asking for my ticket while you sit in the lobby. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week on Night Court. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe, reply, rate, tell friends. That's the most important thing. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family. Tell them to tune in to Night Court each and every week. For BK, I'm Fish. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week on Night Court. Peace.